Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Mountain East Conference podcast, where we go around the league and shine a spotlight on each of our 12 campuses today. Joining us is Wheeling University's Audrey Francis. Audrey, thanks for carving out some time with us here this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, uh, you know, the way we usually like to start these things is just kind of start talking about kind of growing up and growing into the sport. Um, how did you kind of become involved in, in, in volleyball? So I am the youngest of four, and I have two sisters that were big into volleyball. My oldest sister played at Urbana University in 2004, and then my other sister went to University of Northwestern Ohio in about 2008-9. She went there and played. So I'm about 12 years younger than my oldest sister. So ever since I was about five, I'd say, I was always at volleyball games, basketball games, every sport you can imagine. I was at every single one of their games. And I just feel ever since I was able to walk, volleyball was embedded in my family. Um, I learned a lot from my sisters. And then once I got to high school, it really took off. And playing club volleyball when Coach um, Christy and Matt contacted me, I just really knew when I talked to them that I really wanted to come here and see where that would take me. When I came on the visit, I loved it. And, yeah, so I ended up here, and really just my family and everything got me really into volleyball. Now, um, how did your sister start out? I mean, do your parents have some sort of uh, involvement or past, or is that just something that that kind of the first one that that everybody kind of stuck with and, and kind of excelled at, and so everybody kind of went down that path? Well, my mom was a big volleyball player as well. Um, What's really funny is um, my mom's high school coach was also all of our high school coach. So my mom's high school coach coached coached my oldest sister. Then he coached my next oldest sister, and then he quit. Well, then when I got to high school, he said he would like to come back and coach all of the Francis's. So he came back for two years, and – all of us played under him, and I feel like ever since my mom, I feel like my mom learned a lot from him, so she kind of embedded it in us and pushed us to be volleyball players and be under what she was with Coach Wade Wilhelm at our school. So, yeah, we learned a lot from him, and I feel like our mom was really the one who pushed us a lot to be the volleyball players we are now where I am now, not them so much anymore. (laughs) Now, I know there's a big age uh, kind of spread there, but how's the competitiveness among among the siblings and, like, you know, who who kind of is the most competitive and and carries that, or is it all kind of equal, or do you even know that? Because you weren't probably, like, you know, you're probably trying to tag along a little bit, but it's probably not quite a fair fight if there's any kind of competition going on. There's a lot of competition between us all, honestly. Um, Even though I am a lot younger than both of them, my oldest sister now is a high school coach at my high school, actually. And my other sister, we play a lot of um, beach volleyball. And so she's usually my beach partner in the summers. But she recently just had a baby, so this summer we took off. But other than that, we're really competitive, like, with winning. Like, Ashley, my oldest sister, she – like I said, as the high school coach, so none of us 
has ever made it to the regionals, and she made it there last night. So she caught us bragging, talking about how she made it there. <laughs> so in a lot of, even like for holidays, we play a bunch of games, and there's so many, so much competitiveness going on in our family. It never stops, no matter how old we get. It's, I honestly think it gets worse the older we get, to be honest. So, yeah, uh, there's so- a lot of yeah, good. Um, tell me a little bit about um, kind of when you decided to, to start club, because I think that's probably kind of like the first step of a really serious, um, you know, kind of a serious, I want to do this, you know, maybe high, you know, at a high level, high school, probably, you know, possibly college. When did you make that decision? And I know you played some other sports in high school, too, but has, always, has it always kind of been, you know, just to kind of keep time until volleyball season rolls back around? Um, honestly, um, I played basketball my whole life just as long as I played volleyball. And I had a um, tragic injury happen my junior year playing basketball, which weighed me more towards volleyball. I think that was the major factor of me deciding to play volleyball because my junior year I didn't know if I wanted to play volleyball or basketball until Coach Matt and Christy contacted me after even after my sur- – I had ACL surgery, and even after that, they were still contacting me, not giving up on me, and other schools seemed to shy away. And I knew right then and there I wanted to come here and play under Coach Matt and Christy because they cared so much even when I was hurt and knew I could come back and recover. So basketball was a big play in my life until my junior year. So I feel that – when I tore my ACL, I really knew I wanted to play volleyball. But I started playing J.O. club volleyball when I was, I want to say, like, nine. But there's no nine U age group. So I had to play up, and I played on the 13s team. And that year we actually went to nationals. So I was nine on the 13s team. And I really feel today that made me better – like a better player overall because I had to play up to my potential. I couldn't shy away. I was nine years old playing with a 13-year-olds. I was scared, but I feel like that also helped me a lot to where I am today with my confidence and playing beside all the girls here today. What was that? I mean, that sounds like a really interesting. What do you learn about a team dynamic? Um, you know what I mean? Because if if you're if there, again, if it's an age difference that much, you're not going to walk in and and have some of the authority that some of the other uh, girls had. So what was it like to kind of learn how to be a teammate in that situation? Well, I also think it helps that I I was the youngest, but I was used to being the youngest with my oldest, like my sisters mm-hmm. and brother. Like mm-hmm. when I was around them, I kind of had to not grow up so fast, but couldn't act like a baby 24-7. So honestly, on the court, it also showed that I've been around older people and know how to stand my ground, not so much take over, but learn from them because they're older and just mesh with them. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell me kind of how you got to your two-time Mountain East Conference Libero of the Year. Um, How did you kind of get into that position? What do you like about it? What are some of the the daily challenges uh, of kind of fielding that spot? Well, it's funny because in high school and club till about my senior year, I actually hit outside. 
I was an all-around um, all outside hitter my whole high school career and club until about my senior year because I was hurt my junior year of club. Mm -hmm. So senior year. But being a libero now, obviously I'm not going to hit at a college level ever. So I knew, and even when I was in high school, I knew there was no way I was going to hit in college if I wanted to play. So honestly, I feel... I had to put in extra work on the defensive end, and I also, my uncle and brother also played sand volleyball as well, and so I also played in men's tournaments indoor as well with my uncle and brother, and I would always be the libero for the men's team. So I feel that helped me a lot to where I am now because going from men's volleyball to women's volleyball, it's a completely different atmosphere, and heart like faster reading all of that and coming to college I felt I was still behind a little because of the way Jesuit feeling um runs their offense and everything I had to be faster with my eyes my feet but playing from the men's is just like that so I picked up really well I started off a little slow but I feel playing with the men's volleyball really helped me come to where I am today in my libero career what is it what is it kind of like to you know kind of have that role um you know and kind of make sure that everything is clean and get started right on the offensive end and, and like how what's the difference between a good libero and a really good libero well even from my freshman year i feel i was a little timid on the like coach matt and christy trust me a lot to for having me call out the defense and me run our back row. And I think having that trust from my coaches really helps me and the other girls back there because they know if they trust me, I feel like I can trust them, and we all just mesh so well. I feel my freshman year I was a decent libero, but I didn't have that confidence yet because I, I was still a freshman and I was – worried about what if I make the wrong decision. But in volleyball, you're going to make mistakes. It's a game of mistakes. So I just feel now, for where I'm at now from freshman year, I have more confidence. I'm more comfortable with the girls. I'm more vocal and just trusting everyone out there. And I feel like that helps a lot from where I was my freshman year to where I am now. You talked you talked about it a little bit already, but what makes uh, Matt and Christy such effective recruiters, but also coaches as well? Matt and Christy are great. Um, when I was getting recruited, like I said, a couple weeks after I got recruited, I tore my ACL, and they were awesome. I was so scared to call them that game. I couldn't even do it. I had my parents do it because I was so scared <laughs> to call them and tell them I tore my ACL, but. They were fantastic. They called me every week, asked me how my rehab was. They checked up on me. Christmas is Thanksgiving. They would contact you. They never would do you wrong. They're so caring for each one of us. Even now when I'm here, I feel like they're my second family. I literally feel like they're my mom and dad. As much as all of us don't see eye to eye half the time or we have our issues, we are their family, and I, they are awesome. They care about this team so much. They've been through it all, and I love them so much. <laughs> well, let's kind of go through uh, – we won't, we won't go through every single season, but, um, you know, 
you can't you come in and you continue to, to the, the team and the program continues to kind of um, keep the beat going I guess so to speak um, with the exception that uh, you know the a loss in regionals what did that how did that affect that group that year and how has that tried to propel you forward um, how often does something like that come up? Because honestly, losses for wheeling volleyball are are quite rare. So I'm guessing they probably sting a little bit more than than most. Yeah, I feel they do hurt way more when we do lose because, like you said, we don't do it often. But I feel when we do lose, that's when we learn the most because we're so used to just winning that. It, when we don't, when we lose, we have to look at it from a whole different perspective. So I feel when we lose, we learn a lot from that. But it does hurt, and it is hard because everybody just expects you to win. I feel like there's so much pressure that they expect it to happen that when it doesn't, it hurts even more because everyone, not just you, thought you were going to win. Everyone thought you were going to win. So it hits hard, and I mean, especially this year. We're working so much harder with the short amount of girls that we have. We know what we have to do. We know how much harder we have to work, and we're just so excited to see where it goes. Kind of to that point, with all of the successes that you guys have, how how kind of challenging is it to stay focused? And you know, you guys have lofty goals every every year. How difficult is it to? kind of wait for those moments, obviously, um, and, and kind of stay focused on what you need to get accomplished today and not think about some of the higher higher goals? Um, we honestly just take it one game at a time, no matter who we're playing, what, how high ranking they have or whatever. Every game matters. And I feel we want, we're so excited for the tournament. We're so excited to see where things go. But honestly, we have to get – these games done before we can make it there. So we just take one game at a time, and we know in our head we can do this, so we just take it one day at a time. What does a good day of practice look like for you all and feel like for you all? And what's a bad day of practice look like and feel like? I think that's something that, you know, people kind of on the outside looking in want to know kind of what, you know, you're, you're like a well-oiled machine. You know, everybody thinks that everything is going super all the time. Um, so what's it look like when things are, 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 are humming at practice and maybe sometimes when uh, either Coach Matt or Coach Christy aren't all that thrilled with the way things are going? Honestly, this year it's a little different than the past years just because of our numbers. Mm-hmm. So I would say a good practice is if we everyone's there healthy and are honestly just there because in the past we've had 20-plus girls, 15-plus girls, if someone wasn't there or hurt or sick, we could just fill that in. But this year, if a girl's sick, we have 11 girls. We can't even have six from six. So this year I just feel like it's more of if we have everyone there, it's good, great. And if not, we just have to accommodate that and see, try and do the best we can at practice to get us better. So this year it's been a lot of really just – seeing where everybody can go, what everyone can do. And honestly, I feel like it's made us a lot stronger because there's so many different girls in so many different places that it's made us a better team overall. All right, tell me a little bit about, you know, your major, as we, we talked about before we, we got on here, that uh, still just a junior, but um, what are you looking at majoring and hoping to do career-wise? 
I am an early childhood education major. I decided I wanted to do that, honestly, at high school. Um, like I said, I have older siblings that have kids. I am an aunt of seven, so I've been around kids since I was 10. I was 10 when my first niece came. So I'm around kids almost every day of the summer, every day I'm home. They're always with me. So I feel like I picked that career because I'm always around kids and I want to make kids better and I want to change our future and just be better overall. And I also want to coach eventually. Oh, I knew um, that was coming. We knew that was coming. Sisters coaching. Uh, she made it to regionals. You want to go do that too? Hi. <laughs> so I don't know what level of coaching I really want to do, but being an education major, it makes it so much easier if I want to stay at like the high school or middle school level. But I've always wanted to coach. I've known I've wanted to coach. So I just, I don't know. We'll see where it takes me if I, maybe I, well, we don't know. <laughs> I think every day about this. And honestly, we'll just see, I guess. I know I want to coach for sure. So if I could major in coaching, I would. <laughs> but that's not an option. So we're going to stick to education for now and just see where that goes. All right. Well, we don't have to pin you down and actually have to decide a career or a coach or a, what level you want to decide uh, right now. So you've got time. Just uh, just <laughs> just trying to see what was uh, maybe going that direction. But um, all right, that's all we got for you, Audrey. Really do appreciate it. That wasn't so bad, right? No, it wasn't. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back here soon with another episode of the Mountain East Conference podcast.